It's Thursday, December 3rd, 2018, excuse me, 2019, I've already done it. This is District Sentinel Radio Hangout, 420 on the East Coast. I am Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. And we have Sam Knight here as well. Thanks for tuning in, folks. Thought I'd bring the vape for our inaugural 420 show. Yeah, we are broadcasting out of the Barefoot is Legal studio in Washington, D.C. Shout out to the Street Fighters, the Street Fight Facebook group, which came together to purchase the studio name for this month. That's right. Is that right? Is that what's going on? Is that who purchased the studio name? Yeah. Yeah. Street Fighters Facebook group. It's uh. <coughs> That vape hits hard. <laughs> oh, jeez. Now I now I know why I shouldn't have vaped on the air. Um, it was the Street Fighters group, the best Facebook group on uh, on Facebook. I suppose that's a little redundant. It's it it's it's a fantastic, whimsical place. It's sort of everything you want and hope the internet should be. And uh, for, for those who don't know, I'm I'm referring to the fan group of Street Fight Radio. It's uh, filled Which, your uh, void a bit uh, since you've been kicked off of Twitter, but you were you were heavy into that before getting kicked off. Yeah, yeah, I was. But the fact that the uh, the group was there made me feel like you know what, there, there's just so much. Uh, there's there, there's a lot of bad content on Twitter, and, and and it's it's kind of hard to navigate through because half of the reason you're on Twitter is to find the bad content and show everyone, Hey, look at all this, look at all this bad content that I found. So, uh, slightly less of that. I feel like in the, in the street fighters, Facebook group. Yeah. A little bit. Uh, well, foot is legal. You don't agree though. No, I, I'm not happy with the name. I mean, I'll respect the wishes of our, uh, studio sponsor. Um, but I think people should have shoes and socks on at all times. My problem with the barefoot is legal movement is I feel like it could be easily co-opted into forcing workers on the job uh, to go barefoot in places where there could be danger to, to, to the Tootsies. Or yeah. if not, force them to go barefoot. Maybe it would relax workplace footwear safety regulations which are important if you've ever walked around in a kitchen you know no open uh, right. toe things because a knife for example could fall on you yeah i i mean I, I think you should always pretend a knife can fall on you on your feet at any time even in an office kitchen even in, even in an office kitchen um nate sometimes walks around the newsroom barefoot Sam Knight has done it on rainy days before. It well, it's it's better than uh, trench foot. Yeah, yeah. I see some people in the chat room are worried about intern Scully. Folks, intern Scully is doing just fine, just fine. In fact, intern Scully might be stronger, stronger than ever before. So, uh, no need to worry about our strong, succulent Scully. Uh, one last word about the, the legality of going barefoot here. Maybe <laughs> Go on. Ne maybe next month it should be the uh, mandatory foot place foot safety at the workplace uh, studio. See, I would I would appreciate that. <laughs> the barefoot is illegal according to workplace safety 
uh, regulations studio. I would appreciate that. But look, I'll call it whatever. If we've got some paying sponsors, we'll call it that. This isn't. I wouldn't say this is offensive or problematic. I just personally. No, but y- y- don't agree. Look at our journalistic integrity. Taking money from people who are saying that barefoot is legal, and here we are pondering. Uh, perhaps mandatory barefoot illegality, <laughs> at least at the workplace. Uh, this is the uh, first time we're doing, we're, we're switching up the content schedule a bit as uh, people who listened to our last show last year uh, might have found out. Um, we're, we're cutting our live streams down. We're going to do this subscriber only live stream once a week on Thursdays at 420. This is it. This is our welcome back from vacation slash inaugural edition of District Sentinel Radio Hangout. It's just more of a loose show. You know, it's not we're not formally doing the news of the day, although we will discuss a lot of the news of the of the day. Um, there might be more takes. <laughs> I don't want to say they, that. They'll they be newsy. We try not to get they, too they many takes incisive. on the show, but yeah, yeah, we're just going to talk about well, news. Um, not going to be. I mean, you know, we'll 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 see we'll see how the take. Uh, barometer is going yeah um starting next week will be the first full week of the new content schedule we'll have bonus subscriber only content uh, on uh, most days of the week um might come in the form of us just coming on and talking about the news we might take deeper dives into singular issues it might be an interview with somebody we have either way we'll have the uh, continuous daily content for our subscribers as well as uh for our non-subscribers we'll have the uh news dump each day the two three minute um quick rundown of the day's news um on wednesdays the big change is we're going to do a live stream in prime time now District Sentinel Radio Live at 8 p.m. on Wednesday. That's going to premiere next week. Um, I don't know what we have in store for the show yet, but we'll have something in store by Wednesday. We will be throwing somebody out in the garbage can at the end of the show. Um, We'll have a guest, um, but uh, right now it's a surprise as to what that show is going to be like. Um, Thursdays is the Hangout, which we're doing now. And uh, Friday, we're we're figuring out what Friday is going to be. it might be like a little pet project hobby show of ours that might appeal to fewer people and completely new people who uh, don't normally listen to the podcast, but we haven't confirmed that yet. So uh, I won't say any more on that. Anything you want to add? Just that uh, to reiterate, I may not be vaping every week for the 420 show, but I am vaping this week. So enjoy it. <laughs> I didn't realize. I thought we had discussed this. I uh, asked Sam Knight whether or not uh, our graphic for the 420 Hangout should have a bong. And he's like, no, no, better not. Now you're vaping on the show. Instead, I went with uh, John McCain and Lindsey Graham with our faces imposed on them, uh, which is a little bit creepy. It is, but it's a it's a funny it's a funny image. I thought the 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 weed leaf thing was just maybe a little it was just maybe a little trying too hard. Yeah. Uh, you're probably right. You're probably right. Okay. Um, shall we get to our new segment from the inbox? Let's do it. What do we got? In the we, inbox? Uh, was there going to be a graphic? Um, we're working on that. We're, we're working, working on, on the, the graphic. The, from the, the graphic. Graphic. So I thought this was a good early 2019 historical artifact. Uh, an email from a PR person, as I'm sure many of these uh, will be going forward. Uh, we have a temporary from the inbox oh, from, graphic. <laughs> from the inbox. There we go. There's a graphic. It's the poop emoji uh, if you're only listening 
through the audio on the uh, on the SoundCloud channel. But it, I can guarantee you, it is a, a a nice little coil cartoon turd right there for everyone to see. <laughs> anyway, so as I was saying, early 2019 historical artifact uh, from a PR person. I think we should probably. Uh, leave these PR people nameless because they already have a terrible job. Yeah, and, and plus, like we're doing, we're actually doing PR for them by we, highlighting <laughs> this because n- most people just delete these emails and That's never true. think of them again. We're putting them on our platform here to I ridicule mean, them. But we are, yes, yes, we I'm are. I'm sure these dipshits would them. say any press is good press. So. That's true. Uh, if if it was from a famous person or someone worth mentioning, we would probably note who sent it, but this is just a, a, a faceless uh, PR drone. So reading from the email, or sorry, <clears throat> excuse me, let me get to the subject. The subject of this email is new book, When Political Conversations Get Ugly, Divert and Turn to Humor. It's a novel uh, suggestion. So reading now from the email, with our nation's deep political divide, conversations around politics and current events can get downright nasty, even among family and the best of friends. But they don't have to be. Enter the new book, American Politics on the Rocks, the uh-huh. bizarre side of American politics. Okay, first of all, on the rocks. Like, you know this guy who wrote it is a bourbon bastard <laughs> and wants everyone to know what a what a fantastic drunk he is yeah. by writing. So anyway, it's called American Politics on the Rocks, the bizarre side of American politics as the antidote, reading from the email, continuing, as the antidote to the inflammatory political discussion. This title doesn't make sense. Like, America on the Rocks, which would suggest that America is, like, doomed. Yeah. Things are getting bad. And yet the subtitle is, like, all this kind of funny, wild, zany stuff that happens. Yeah. I mean, I think this is more uh, remember a bygone era when our politics were more about these personalities and mm. characters or something. Uh, but it doesn't it doesn't we really instituting slavery and Jim Crow <laughs> well, and segregation. Right. I mean, it doesn't yeah, really make yeah. sense because it's 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 sown the uh, the seeds of the of our current system, which didn't just fall apart yeah. overnight, of course. So this book is by a guy named Rich Rubino. <laughs> hey, it's not Rich, real. Rich Rubino, the fake name. Uh, it, so author Rich Rubino, according to his PR people, he uh, showcases fun, humorous, and embarrassing moments of our so-called esteemed political leaders over the years. So these are uh, the following are examples of anecdotes uh, that you should turn to when political conversations get too heated. The, the, this is what you should go to, according to Rubino. Quote, uh, which presidential candidate told a reporter there is too much dignity in government now? What we need is some meanness. I don't know, and I don't really care. <laughs> Next <laughs> that, time you're arguing uh, <laughs> with your uncle about whether kids should be put in cages... Drop this icebreaker about zany political moments. About about how we need meanness. That will probably just get your person whipped up more. Like, goddamn right we need some meanness. <laughs> Another moment, the losing presidential candidate who deadpanned, there is nothing left to do but get drunk. That sounds pretty normal. That's... I mean that these are all yeah these are all not that like zany politics on the rocks like oh a politician is a human and drinks that's weird you want these let's write a whole book about that (laughs) you want these humorous politics on the rocks time to get drunk (laughs) 
<laughs> it's just dumb. All right, so uh, then there was another moment. Uh, which president threatened to fire on the spot any staff members who referenced the White House ghost, which they referred to as the thing? This doesn't seem like it would instill confidence if you're trying to defuse a political argument, yeah. bringing up zany uh, <laughs> presidents who are ordering the staffers to chase phantoms, <laughs> literal phantoms. Uh, another moment, how American politics popularized the word okay. This is supposed to defuse things uh, when, when, when Uncle... Uh, Terrence is yelling about how immigrants are once again America. who gives a shit about how American po- politics popularized the word okay I- assuming that's even true sounds like a hot take to me finally again uh, just a great anecdote we, we, this this is what you're supposed to bring up who is the Republican US senator who loves gangster rap Anyway, this, this is, uh, if you weren't sick of cloistered dipshits who think politicians should be treated as celebrity personalities, uh, Rich Rubino has the book for you. <laughs> Sounds and like the worst book in the world. <laughs> yeah. News from the inbox there. All right. We uh, have some haikus to read later in the show at the end. Um, we'll get to the big story of the day, which, of course, is the 116th Congress kicking off today. But first so referencing something that we reported on or wrote about i guess uh in the yeah we didn't really report on it anyway it was in the most recent zine we uh discussed some of the uh upcoming circus the 2020 circus the uh those those presidential clowns (laughs) and one of them we noted uh is amy klobuchar who uh Basically, it's an open secret in Washington that she's terrible to work for, and this is uh, backed up by hard data, which shows over 15 years she has the highest turnover rate among Senate staffers, and it's not even close. Yet, for some reason, all these cloistered media dipshits like Josh Barrow, uh, they are begging for Amy Klobuchar to run for president. They love Amy Klobuchar. Yeah. And... uh if she does run for president, which it's looking like she will, these stories about how she's awful to work for will will eventually come out. And I they, think they, they matter. Come. I think they matter. Oh, yes, absolutely. If they you matter. mistreat your workers, I'm going to take that into consideration with when it comes to my vote. This Democratic primary is going to feature heavily working conditions as a political issue. Labor is going to be a big issue, this Democratic primary. It's obvious going into it. And if Amy Klobuchar or any U.S. lawmaker who's running mistreats their workers, it it will come up. It will matter. And uh, it's going to be embarrassing. So in in a certain regard, I'm kind of looking forward to Amy Klobuchar's campaign because it's (laughs) going to be a total embarrassment. She's going to make Jeb Bush look like a paragon of competence. And (laughs) there's so many potential Jeb Bushes on the Democratic primary side. There are. There are. I, I think right now it's looking like uh, uh, Klobuchar's a shoo-in. Who knows? Maybe even Elizabeth Warren, quite yeah. frankly, uh, she could be. Although I, I, I am happy she is entering the race, I guess. But we'll, we'll get to that in another time. Anyway, so back to Klobuchar. Uh, as luck would have it, after we published our thing, I, Adam, at the course of a party, I heard uh, an amazing anecdote of... <laughs> 
about Amy Klobuchar. And uh, I can't really tell it, but just to reiterate, just to stress how much of a fucking... Like, Wait, so why can't we tell it? Well, I, I, I don't want to necessarily give away, you know, who may have told it to me. It we was, we it, haven't it, it confirmed a, this. No, we haven't confirmed this. It's a, it's it's kind of a uh, it's it's a drunken thing. I just want to do this to illustrate a point, which okay. is that Amy Klobuchar's 2020 campaign is such a foreseeable car wreck in slow motion. I am going to write down what it was that I heard, and we're going to put it in this envelope. It's called uh. Or there it is. Can you see it? It's, it says, uh, only open after Klobuchar campaign collapses 2020. And uh, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to write it down, and I'm going to fold it up and put it in there. Are you going to write it? Yeah, I did will. Did you already write, write it down? Uh, I did write not. Write it down. I, I, I'm writing it down. Oh, I just, you're writing it down I, right now. Okay. I thought it would be more dramatic if right. I wrote it. Write it down. Go ahead. Okay. So this is, this is something that uh, information that has come into the Sentinel although we can't determine its reliability because alcohol was involved. And we have yet to confirm this ourselves, but it's related to how bad of a boss Amy Klobuchar is. Sam Knight is writing the allegation on a piece of paper. Since we're not going to report on this. (laughs) Sam Knight is writing the allegation on a piece of paper, which he is going to put in our makeshift envelope that's only to be opened after Klobuchar campaign collapses 2020. Go ahead. Sam Knight is putting it in the envelope. I feel like I should tape it up to seal it. To, yeah, did uh, we not find the tape? Oh, we got tape. We got yeah, it. we're going to tape it up so that nobody thinks... Is, is there our assumption that this story is going to come out eventually and <laughs> it's going to be like we knew it all along? Here's, here's what it is? Kind of, yes. yeah. So we're going to tape it up and you guys are just going to have to trust us that we didn't like tape tamper with this and create a new envelope and a new thing put inside of it yeah oh, i can tape the envelope yeah, tape too. the envelope tape the envelope so i i will say that if uh if if it goes down in flames for other reasons we're, we're probably just going to tear this up and 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 never read it but anyway the point is is that i'm sick of all these fucking media dipshits who are uh you know who are using their platform to be like ah Klobuchar 2020 and all these consultant class fucking wieners who are, who are talking about how Klobuchar should run for president in 2020 and how she'd be such a great candidate when it it's just floating up there to the surface how how obvious that is not true how obvious that is not true it is so obvious yeah these i, I don't know talk to talk to a a, a congressional uh staff or rank and file for five minutes you'll 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 see all right how's how's it coming over there we have we sealed this yet oh it's sealing now there we <laughs> tape go. is happening do you want to put it do, do you want to put it in the bag back there or hanging out of the bag in our studio here and just yeah sure watch, why not watch let's, your earphones let's do here that. when you get up <laughs> all right we're going to put it in our uh co-op bag that was uh given to us you ha- have it hanging out a little bit up oh, all right it's in <laughs> Okay, this this uh yeah, this didn't work out very well. But um there you go. <laughs> That's good for now. We'll find a we'll find a better place for it uh tomorrow for next week's uh shows. All right, so there you have it. The uh Klobuchar Compromot <laughs> envelope uh behind us. We'll open it when we feel it's necessary or never at all, I suppose. <laughs> 
Okay, uh, big news of the day, first day of the new Congress today, the 116th Congress. Um, lots of people on hand to see what's going on, particularly outside one member of Congress's office. Uh, Osita Nuanevu posted these uh, pictures on Twitter. This is a, a scrum of people outside Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez's office here, all just to catch a glimpse of her. I suppose. Yeah, it's uh it's, it's pretty it's pretty remarkable to see just yeah. the, a line of people I I mean I, filing past like I mean you know she is a, it in some regards a celebrity. Oh, to- she's become a celebrity. I have always been sort of skeptical of politicians. Just to rule, you should always be skeptical of our elected leaders. Mm. Um, I don't think we should, especially act- Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we should act like fanboys and fangirls of elected leaders. It leads us into very bad spots, and yeah, those elected leaders are going to disappoint you. They will cast bad votes. And if they don't disappoint you, you will look silly like cer- certain Bernie fans. Yes, yes. Tone so, it down, people. So, so I think everybody should maybe tone it down with AOC a little bit as she hasn't even started doing uh, her job yet. Though I will say the stuff she has done is pretty good. Pretty good so far. But uh, you know, tread with caution on this. That's cynical Sam talking. At the same time, maybe there's nothing wrong with a politician that's inspiring. If people are inspired by a politician, there hasn't been one in such a long time that it can create such like a jaded feeling uh, toward all politicians that maybe when someone comes around that seems authentic, uh, it's okay to get a little, a little, I don't know, fanboyish or fangirlish. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't I, think AOC's a, done that yet. I think she needs to legislate a little bit, take some, see what happens. Today she voted for Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, I see why she uh, felt she had to. Yeah, but I mean that was that was not a surprise. But it's, this we'll talk a little bit more about that in a second here. Um, as other people have noted, one promising thing about AOC is she has a propensity to make all uh, uh, some of the more awful boring people or just uh, you know outright amoral or evil people amoral or immoral people she just makes all the wrong people upset yeah yeah which is good (laughs) um Mitt Romney sworn in as a senator he wrote an op-ed over the weekend uh you noted on the sentinel account how he has uh taken as John McCain's playbook Jeff Flake's playbook. Sorry, Jeff Flake. Both of them, really. John McCain wrote the playbook, gave it to Jeff Flake, who's now handing it off uh, to Mitt Romney on how to completely play the Washington Press Corps. Yeah. I think We I, won't fall for it. I think we're going to see a, uh, I hate to use the word, but bromance between Mitt Romney and Ben Sass. Ben's ass. I feel like uh, Mitt Romney brings to the table the same sort of... Uh, uh, just sort of hoaxy, empty, uh, but ultimately mean conservatism that Ben Sass has, and uh, and and Mitt Romney's going to do this as well, and he's going to make his point of getting up there and wagging his finger at Trump, and then he's going to vote with him ninety nine point seven percent of the time. Yeah, I see that happening. Uh, we did have the speaker vote today, which I alluded to, um, right, Sam? We did, we did. As you noted, AOC voted for Pelosi. Uh, it was as expected. 
given that there was uh, no real challenger to the left of Pelosi yeah. uh, going into it. And uh, one great moment, I well, not great moment, I would say <laughs> illustrative moment, greatly illustrative moment, we had Democratic uh, House Caucus Chair Hakeem Jeffries and uh, this is to give you a feel for what a ceremonial Democratic circle jerk today was. Let me be clear. House Democrats are down with NDP. Nancy <laughs> Nancy D'Alessandro Pelosi. Sorry, that clip cropped is, out. Uh, is, is what Hakeem Jeffries said. <laughs> uh, that clip, that was very anticlimactic. Uh, uh, yeah, but that was... <laughs> <laughs> anyway. You down with NDP? Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> So uh, yeah, in, any any hopes that Democrats would maybe uh, go into this sort of I don't know being all humble and responsible, and uh, no one expected them to take back the House this decade, but they did because I don't know we're amid a political crisis, and maybe we should just be uh, a little more circumspect. Not the yeah. case. Not no. the case. We just had a bunch of fucking tone deaf, corny circle jerk shit praising nancy pelosi for being such an amazing leader as, as opposed to what she is someone who stumbled into this role again yeah because the republicans are so corrupt and uh democrats can't nominate a proper leader other not than quite someone bad, who can fucking fundraise not quite as bad as uh republicans today. <laughs> as always no uh that is the case let's pull up republicans answer to hakeem jeffries We've got caucus chair Liz Cheney. Yes, that is the granddaughter. Uh, the, sorry, the daughter of the baboon-hearted former vice Grand president. Grand wizard daughter. <laughs> Grand wizard daughter. Anyway, Cheney is touting the Republican candidate for speaker, minority leader Kevin McCarthy. Madam Clerk, because he will lead us in fighting for all the people of this great nation from all walks of life. All lives because matter. Because he will stand against the fraud of socialism which strips power from the people and gives it to the government. <laughs> you think yes. they're afraid of Bernie? You think they're afraid? Of, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't want to say they're afraid of Bernie by saying this because this is how they've always portrayed liberals. They've always said liberals are socialists. This isn't new. Yeah. I mean, we, we hear Republic, uh, not sorry, not Republic. <laughs> slip conservative democrats have railed against oh this is socialism this is bad socialism when when they're trying to rail against some republican subsidy or something and uh so i don't i don't think this is necessarily preparation for bernie this is just republicans being their usual shitty selves yeah there were some weird speaker votes weren't there there were some votes uh jared golden who uns unseated uh paul bruce poliquin in maine he voted for sherry bustos uh, four speakers. Some other some other Democrats did too. We had Paul Gosar, the uh, far right guy in Arizona. I think he was he was the one whose whose siblings campaigned against him uh, in the in the most recent midterm elections. Paul Gosar voted for Jim Jordan, the creepy guy uh, in Ohio. Who what what what's Jim Jordan's scandal? You remember the uh, he, he, oh well, he was he, head of Ohio State some, wrestling yeah. while there was uh, sexual abuse endemic sexual abuse he didn't yeah. do anything about it well he got Paul Gosar's vote for speaker I uh, Anthony Brindisi he's a freshman Democrat from upstate New York he voted for Joe Biden for speaker hmm. we I believe I heard there was a vote for General Mattis uh, from yes someone. there was I, I, I heard assume the it was a Republican vote. I I didn't catch who. Kathleen Rice of New York uh, voted for Stacey Abrams, 
for speaker. Interesting mm-hmm. rebuke of uh, Nancy Pelosi. And uh, Congressman Van Drew, he voted no, <laughs> which uh, wasn't actually an option, I don't think. And he uh, switched to present, which <laughs> conveyed the uh, essence of his no vote. Mm. Well, uh, now that Pelosi is the speaker, uh, this came after, you know, two months of fighting over who should be speaker uh, and progressives throwing their support behind Pelosi. I think it's worth seeing what they've got out of this deal, out of this deal to support the Pelosi speakership and really not much. I mean, we haven't seen any committee assignments yet. Those will come out. Those should be out soon, right? Yeah, they should be. They should be. Like in the next day or so. Rules vote um, didn't happen yet. Yeah, we, we, we don't have this rules, but it's going to include PAYGO. It's going to pass. So far, only like uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Ro Khanna, um, have the are the only ones who've come out saying that they're going to vote against the rules package, which includes PAYGO, which could be used to cripple progressive legislation because it demands that any new spending has to be offset with spending cuts or tax increases. Um the uh, rules chairman, uh, uh, McGovern, uh, said that he will ensure that a waiver is used so that things like Medicare for all, uh, if assuming that legislation moves forward, um, doesn't apply to PAYGO or PAYGO doesn't apply to it. But why, why, why promise all these waivers when you can just not pass the fucking rule? Yeah. And <clears throat> to be clear, there's no hope really of any... Uh progressive legislation being signed into law until 2021 at least yeah but it is a really poor statement of intent to go into this congress we've uh, got a watered down uh green new deal committee yeah with, with out of this with with little power so it looks like more of the same for me and i i feel like a lot of a lot of um leverage was squandered um when we could have pushed pelosi farther to the left and killed pago before today, but uh, we're, we're going to just move on with it. There also has not been a vote yet. We're keeping an eye on the, the floor. There's supposed to be, uh, in addition to the rules package vote, a vote to reopen the government. Um, it's been closed. All <laughs> Most of the government has been closed uh, throughout the holidays. Um, David Dayan has an article today noting that the legislation uh, doesn't give well it does give back pay to federal workers it doesn't give any back pay to federal contractors Mm. um, who do a lot of the janitorial work uh, clerical work stuff like that Um, Mm. they won't get back pay so uh, these are folks that will and roughly 2,000 of them work in uh, DC so uh, these are people who will stay screwed over even if the government's reopened but look uh, even if this package is moved to reopen the government, Mitch McConnell's not going to hold a vote on it because Trump said he won't support it either way. So it looks like I don't see the government reopening anytime soon. I don't know. Safe bet. Other stuff going on today. Uh, we had the uh, inauguration of uh, fascist Jair Bolsonaro in Brazil. And uh, Netanyahu is there. Mike Pompeo is there. And then uh, Mike Pompeo had a meeting with Bolsonaro. Uh, There's a readout from it today. Quote, it's an honor for me to have the opportunity to be there and watch the transition of government here. 
<laughs> the uh, destruction of government, more like it. Uh, we've been watching closely. President Trump sends his regards as well. I spoke with him last night. He was watching on TV, of course. Uh, and he's very pleased with the relationship that our two countries are on the precipice of beginning to develop. What the fuck does that mean? Like, Brazil and the U.S. have had a relationship, but talking about this new... F- Two far-right leaders, they're acknowledging that they kind of have the same agenda here. Uh, Trump is also confident that it will benefit the world by a set of shared values. That's just awful. Yeah, that was a uh, a really grim way to ring in the new year. Yeah. And uh, to rub it in, we had more from uh, on this subject matter from Nikki Haley, who, of course, is the... Uh, the establishment's darling. She's the one who is supposedly, well, I guess she was one of the adults in the room or all, along with the seven other adults in the room who corporate media are desperate to uh, to sanitize. But Nikki Haley is obviously touted you, at, constantly as an inevitable future Republican presidential contender uh, when, when, when Trump collapses from mcdonald's and uh <clears throat> she was very laudatory yeah. of bolsonaro she she sent out a tweet yeah congratulations to brazil's new president bolsonaro it's great to have another u.s friendly leader in south america who will join the fight against dictatorships in venezuela and cuba and who clearly understands the danger of china's expanding influence in the region so wow i mean it's it's uh it's really grim i mean it's it's bad enough for Brazilians who have to deal with Bolsonaro, who's who's praised the military dictatorship, who's threatening uh, LG, LGBTQ people. And not only that, as we see in the Nikki Haley tweet, railing against Venezuela and Cuba, this and, and China as well, it really brings home like the world and, and global and geopolitical implications of Bolsonaro getting elected and Maybe it won't be as bad as we all fear, but fuck, <laughs> it sucks. It does suck. All right, uh, let's turn to some brighter news here before we uh, end things with some haiku. Uh, we've got some space news to talk about. I woke up with scrolling through the timeline and caught news that China landed a spaceship on the far side of the moon. Uh, this has never been done before. First country to do so. Uh, they've got so they've got some spaceship up on the far side of the moon snapping pictures there's a picture from the far side of the moon they're the dark side of the moon i guess as they call it why isn't it dark <laughs> maybe there's a light on the <laughs> I, th- I think there is a light from the craft that's uh that's that's good th- that's getting that's getting the uh the, the photographic evidence the there. the more uh cynical part of me says oh china's landing shit on the moon what are we doing we're relying on elon musk to do all this stuff uh, which is partially true but also kind of cool stuff nasa sent launched some spacecraft in 2006 that is now four billion miles from earth and is taking pictures of this weird icy snowman at the edge of the uh at the edge of the solar system there this is called the ultima tool that's what this object is called it was uh photographed by the spaceship new horizons which flew past the object at 12 30 a.m on tuesday um Again, this is 4 billion miles from Earth. It came within 2,200 miles of this object. That's that's a long way away. That's kind of cool. So China might be on the moon taking pictures. We're taking pictures of this thing. This thing, which 
kind of seems like it's at the start. It, 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 you, it, you would see it at the start of a horror movie. Apparently, these were two objects that collided and just stayed stuck together. So uh, it does look like a little snowman, yeah. or or they're coming. They're coming. <laughs> they're coming. Uh, not to bring this conversation down back to Earth, no pun intended. Uh, but there was there was some related space news that was not so great. We had uh, Secretary of State Mike Pompeo accusing Iran of doing bad things in space. <laughs> Pompeo issued a statement today, quote, the, Iranians regi- the Iranian regime's Ministry of Defense has publicly announced plans to launch three space launch vehicles, SLV, in the coming months. Such, such actions would once again demonstrate Iran's defiance of UN Security Council Resolution 2231. 2231 was the resolution affirming the Iran nuclear deal, mm. which uh, the Trump administration pulled out of and deliberately violated. I, I Now they get the cite this UN resolution too, which they themselves uh, don't appear to be adhering to the spirit of, yeah. uh, to say the least. Pompeo said that space launches, quote, incorporate technology that is virtually identical to that used in ballistic missiles, including the intercontinental ballistic missiles, ICBMs. An ICBM with a range of 10,000 kilometers could reach the United States. Why would they need to reach the United States? We've got military bases all like surrounding their country. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they could totally hit. Uh, Pompeo concludes, uh, noting that the Trump administration stands ready to increase hostilities over an international agreement that it was the first to violate. "Quote: The United States will not stand by and watch the Iranian regime's destructive policies place international stability and security at risk." So, I don't know. I think it would be smarter for Democrats to complain about this aspect of the Trump administration and their national security policy rather than hand-wringing and tearing their shirts and getting horny for war about proposed troop withdrawals from Syria and Afghanistan. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, I noticed some people on Patreon over the weekend or over the break uh, had talked about uh, a year ago we did a show in which we were making predictions for 2018. Um, We predicted like we were there with uh, uh, Marvin and Jorts. Uh, who did the Working Week podcast. Uh, Anyways, we all predicted that um, there'd be uh, an economic crash, uh, that there'd probably be another major war. (laughs) Um, uh, We predicted maybe an awful company would get unionized like Amazon. They did get pay raises, but... um, They did recognize collective bargaining too. They didn't call it it that, but they they have recognized the uh, practice of collective bargaining. We predicted Trump might die in office due to (laughs) snacks. So uh, we got a lot of these wrong, but we're going to keep it safe for 2019. Okay. What do you you predict, Sam Knight? My safe prediction is, well, first I want to say that Maybe we should have bumped the uh, Trump snack death prediction to this year year. because I think it's going to happen this year. The stress is certainly more likely this year with uh, House Democrats with subpoena power. So maybe we weren't so wrong in that prediction and just our our timing was a bit off. But I'm going to keep it. I'm going to keep it safe this year. I'm going to predict a bad earthquake will happen (laughs) somewhere and that at least one Fortune 500 company will go bankrupt. 
that's my that's my prediction. That's, that's good. That's good. I'm going with Trump dies of snacks <laughs> uh, this year. I think uh, reading back at uh, some of the predictions, Marvin said there would be a Bitcoin crash. Well, mm. he was right that Bitcoin did go down at the time. I think uh, it was like something like nineteen thousand. <laughs> it wasn't hard to predict that Bitcoin was going down. Uh, I think I, I said there will be a sovereign debt or financial crisis in Europe. Totally wrong. Yeah. Totally wrong. Totally wrong. All right. Before we conclude our hangout, we've got we've got to uh, give some gifts to our new subscribers in the form of poetry. It's time for our little haiku break here. I think I will start us off. You want to you want to go ahead and start us off with a haiku for James. Let's hear it. This is for James, as I said. <laughs> 2019 will Democrats be weenies? Bet the farmini. Thank you, James. That's Italian for farm. This one goes out to EL. When my stomach hurts after eating cheese, I say tum to tum tum tums. Thank you, EL. And you're welcome to the people at the Tums Corporation. We just gave free advertising to. Whoops. <laughs> Finally, this is for Patrick. Democrats pass it. The bill you've been waiting for. The Do Better Act. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Andrew, Rob, we'll get your haikus next week we see you out there thank you for subscribing thanks to all the new subscribers on patreon that's patreon.com slash district sentinel five bucks a month get you access to bonus content all the good stuff all right folks anything uh, anything going on in the chat room there we have jared holt making an appearance jared holt he said, uh, Jared Holt, I'm watching this at work, doing my part to make Sentinel Boys proud. Thank you, Jared. It's good to hear from you. We've got to get Jared back on the show. It's been too long. We do. Uh, there was a response, which was, uh, if Jared Holt, Randall says, if Jared Holt is here, then who is keeping an eye on the anti-Semitic virgins? <laughs> that is a good question. That is a good question. Thanks to our sponsor, the Congressional Dish Podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Call the rant line 202-684-6108. Leave a message. We'll play it on air. Sentinel Boys are back next week with all sorts of new content. We're here in D.C. so that you don't have to be.